This is Sunday Letters, the weekly newsletter on life, work and the pursuit of happiness. I'm Larry Maguire. Sunday Letters has been on the go since 2015 in written form and more recently in audio form. And you'll find no advertising here, no marketing, no round-the-corner attempts by third parties to sell you stuff you don't need and part you from your cash. Instead, this show is about content of a deeper nature. Stuff that keeps me up at night. Stuff that I spend hours and days researching, writing, editing, recording. And all because I think it's worth sharing. I think it's worth your consideration. And if you enjoy the stuff that I do, if you like what I write and enjoy what I record, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. Costs a fiver a month or 50 a year. And you'll help me create more time to make stuff like this. Get over to sundayletters.larrygmaguire.com to show your support for the show. So, here's this week's edition. Welcome to issue number 127 of Sunday Letters. I'm Larry Maguire. Obviously, this is uh, an audio version because you're listening to it, and it's uh, episode number one, you could say. Sunday Letters has been going out. I've been writing Sunday Letters for about five years, just over five years. Uh, And although I recorded audio versions of this before, um, they've never really been been integrated properly. So this is the first attempt. And when I saw Substack, which is the pro, the platform I've, I'm creating this particular version on, uh, when I saw that Substack had uh, the ability to record an audio version of each newsletter, I said, right, I'm going to give this a go. Uh, and I've been looking for maybe an, uh, an easier platform to work with. Prior to now, I've been using MailChimp and uh, I'm kind of realizing that it's not quite um what i need it's more complicated than i need and that can happen sometimes for writers uh, content creators etc you're trying to produce material and you get dragged into all of this complexity and all of a sudden you've more work than really you need to be doing and that's how it certainly felt to me so i've been looking for a way to make what i do uh, easier and um maybe provide more value to people who are listening and reading what i do so quick introduction i'm larry mcguire i'm a writer with a BA in psychology. I'm studying a master's in work psychology at Dublin City University. I've been self, self-employed for over 20 years and uh, uh, perhaps a recovering entrepreneur. Now, I say recovering because um, that whole world uh, of business, of working for yourself and, and trying to grow what you do and build it out and you know expand and, and add more value and, and, and make more money and stuff. I had my time doing that and I got tired of it or, or maybe it got tired of me I can't be sure either way um I decided I needed to get out of it so I did and these days I just I write and I, I haven't got too much focus on the future per se or making more more money or loads of money and stuff like that if, if I make I've always made money so I make money no matter what what I'll do um it really is that simple for me so I've decided to stop pursuing kind of ideals and just get in and do the stuff that I'm I'm inclined to do, the stuff that en- energizes me. Um, and my means of expression is writing and audio, obviously. I write um, about uh, work and happiness, unhappiness, how, how to achieve what it is we want. And I think it's it goes deeper than it's more than just happiness. You don't want to be happy all the time. I mean, that's impossible. So uh, I suppose it's a balance we're looking for, um, certainly that I'm looking for. And I found that 
in talking to people anecdotally and also in the little bit of research that I've done that most people, well, not most people, but a lot of people are unhappy in their work. Um, and taking into account that work comprises basically 30%, if not more, of our of our lives, half of our waking life, or at least it should be that way, I don't know. Um, I think we should be enjoy, should enjoy what we do. And the fact is that a lot of people don't. Maybe 30 to 40% don't. Now, that's a big chunk of people. Uh, and I know because they've told me such, they, they seem always to have a caveat. I like my work, but or I love my work, but if only I could uh, have the freedom to do what I wanted and still make a living. And I think that's an inherent problem with how we work today is that it always has to give us something. You know, we have, we have to make money at it. We have to, even if we're not, even if our focus is not on being wealthy, but the pressure is still there to perform in order to earn enough to pay bills, you know? And I think it's an inherently fake plastic environment that we've placed ourselves and uh, as such we, we can't help be dissatisfied or unhappy or or maybe sick from work you know um i know from my perspective thinking about it in the past certainly that sunday night used to come around and i would dread monday morning you know i couldn't wait for friday afternoon where i, I could begin to switch off get a couple of bottles of wine and, and forget about the week um, now maybe it wasn't always that way but it certainly turned that way and uh, in t- today I, I prefer to to go back to how it was at the start and, and that engagement and high intensity and curiosity that I had when I started out at 25 um, I think we have a tendency to lose that you know so that's what I write about that's what I record about uh, this whole concept of work and it's such a it's such a huge part of our lives. In fact, it is our life. It's it's the stuff that we do when we're awake, you know, during our waking hours. And it doesn't have to be a toil. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, uh, pressurized. And 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 we don't feel like we we shouldn't feel like we have to, be, you know, that we're forced into it. I think it should have something more for us, less but more, if that makes sense. Um. I write too on the nature and the structure of the self. You know, we're getting deep now, but this stuff interests me. It's like a self-exploration, you know, and I think we all do it. Um, but what I'm talking about is that is that personal reality that we call me or I, uh, uh, almost that we can't identify, you know, um, you know, whatever I am, whatever you are, we just can't quite put our finger finger on it, you know, and um, we invariably leave something out. And uh, it's this reality of being and existence uh, that we have to come to terms with. And it's a fundamental question, I think, that we have to grapple with. Um, We never really find an answer. But if we're not asking it, uh, if if we're so sure of who we are, well, then my perception is that we're living in a fake plastic reality of our own making. And uh, okay, you might be satisfied in that. But I don't think I don't think we are really. I think we struggle to cope. I think a lot of people struggle to cope. And the fact is, as shit happens, and uh, if you want to deal with it and survive, well, then this question, you know, who am I? What am I doing here? How did I get here? I think this is the only one worth asking. Now you can ask it in many different ways, but I think it's fundamental to uh, to to find a balance and not be taken too far 
by bright shiny things and by promises uh, made to us by employers and jobs and and you know the commercial world who are trying to sell us the whole time they are they're trying to sell us their shit the whole time um well i'm not trying to sell you anything here right if if i'm trying to sell you anything it's it's on an idea that you can work and do valuable work that makes you happy that you can reflect on and go shit that was a that was a tough day but i feel fulfilled you know instead of feeling drained and and pushed into something that we we really don't want to be doing so um i think this whole concept of trying to find oneself is a good way a good framework to discuss things maybe it's too heavy but i think it's worth it uh, today for example i'm coming home with the kids we're out playing a bit of ball in the park and the guy down the road is renovating his house and what I'm talking about here is the, is the value of work well done, right? That thing that you get into. And you know it when you can see it. Or when you see it, you know it, rather. You know? And it's it's obvious. And when I was walking home today from the park, I spotted an example of it. I'm always on the lookout for it. I'm kind of tuned to it, you know? Craftsmanship. Pardon the pronoun. Uh, worksmanship. There we go again, that male pronoun. But it's that creatorship. I don't know. Is that a word? Um... But there's evidence of it everywhere. And if we can find work uh, that engages us to such an extent that we can get lost in it, well, then that's what we should be doing. So getting back to the example, I'm walking home. And if you're reading today's Sunday letters on Substack, you'll see the photograph. It's of a wall a guy built, right? A brick wall. You might say, well, it's only a brick wall. So what? But this is a, it just stood out to me as a prime example of, of, uh, the results we can achieve if we're in something that we love. And this wall, you want to see the lines on this wall, check out the article. There's a link to it. I think there's a link to it in the audio version. Um, the lines, the brick lines, and the, and the it's just perfect, right? If I'm ever looking for a bricky to build a wall, I'm going to hire this bloke and his, and his crew. It's just, it's just wonderful. A wonderful example of craftsmanship and... Uh, you know, it's anything worth doing is worth doing right. Yeah. And if we can get into so we can find something that we can get lost in. I mean, I don't think we have any choice but be taken away by it. And people look on it and go, well, look at that. Who was that? Who did that? Call her up. Hire him. Who did that? Let's get them involved. We, I want them a part of what I'm doing, you know. And most of us don't have that opportunity. Uh, I would say most of us. We're in work uh, and we're pressured into performance. We're measured uh, by bosses and we have to come up to a particular standard. We have to fit this ideal, this ideal worker image, you know. And uh, we kind of squeeze ourselves into it. We can't be ourselves. We're under command of other people, of, of uh, you know, some other entity that decides what we should do how we should do it and for how long, you know, lunchtime. Okay. You can go on your lunch now. Bell rings. You might get some flexibility around that, but really you're only entitled to an hour. So don't take any more than that. Come in by nine or if you can get in earlier, all the better. And make sure you don't leave until five, six, seven o'clock, because if you want to be part of this team, this is how you need to perform. And then we have all this bullshit like 360 management or whatever you call it, 360 assessment or feedback. It's all the rage now in management literature and it's bullshit, you know? So when you're working for somebody else, 
it's common that that somebody else or that entity dictates your work to you. And you have freedom only within those boundaries. Now, what I suggest is that we find our own boundaries. And quoting Noam Chomsky from an audio clip that I found on YouTube recently, he says, uh, he quotes uh, classic enlightenment thinking on the nature of work. He says, if a person works, if a person does beautiful work under external command, meaning for wages, we may admire what he does, but we despise what he is because he's not a free human being. And that's the reality, you know. We're working under the say-so of other people who decide how much we get paid and how valuable our work is. And they get to decide how good or bad we are and our, and our value in society. You know, it's fundamentally flawed. And my objective in everything I write and everything I record, the content that I produce, is to convince as many as you as possible to get out and do your own thing, work for yourself or find a role somewhere in society where you have the freedom to express yourself. You know, um, now this whole idea of being immersed in your work and doing great work purely as a result of being immersed in it. Um, some people suggest that you've got to have patience, you know, in order to create great work as a writer or an artist or musician or, or, or a tax accountant or whatever it is you're doing. And that patience is important. But to me, patience impl implies it's it's direct opposite impatience. And that says to me that you're conscious of the fact that you're impatient, but you've got to be patient. So the whole patience-impatience dichotomy needs to be removed from the scenario. It suggests that you have, or that there is an inherent unease or dis-ease with the work that you're doing, and that somehow there's a risk of failure, and that there is a chance that all the greatest uh, results that you can possibly imagine will evade us and that we might fail. And this is, this is horseshit. This takes us out of the work. It's the very thing that spoils it. Csikszentmihalyi calls it flow. You know, that the nature of that thing you get into where you forget yourself, that you become so absorbed in it that nothing else exists. The crowd doesn't exist. Uh, you don't exist. The work almost doesn't exist. It's just the happening and you're experiencing it. Now, I've been there. And, and I know perhaps you have too, but um, I know I've felt it when I run hard, for example. I wrote on this a few weeks ago, maybe last week. When you run hard or you do a workout that just takes you right to the edge, it's like you're so fucked from the physical exertion is that there's no room for you, you know? There's no room for a thinking, uh, analytic you wondering if you're doing the right thing or if this is, if this is the wrong time or whatever. You're just lost and there's no identity. And that's certainly what I'm chasing. Um, I don't know what any other better way to be, you know. So this is what I'm after. This is the frame of mind that I want to promote. This is what I write about. Everything is saturated with this idea for me. And if it resonates for you, then I'm glad you're here. And um, I should say, however, if you're at odds with what I'm saying, if you think that I'm full of shit, well, please say so, because that's part of life. You know, it's that to and fro. It's the in and the out. It's the contrast, because without contrast, we don't even know we exist. And uh, that's part of the game, you know. So. You know, success and failure is part of the game and wins and losses. Uh, it's the black and white of it. And uh, that's what I'm after. But I want to. I want to promote in, in these things that I write and in these recordings that I push out there 
I want to promote the concept of doing work for its own sake and being brave enough to do work for its own sake. Because in the absence of that, all we have is a transactional relationship with work. And I think that's a waste of a life. You know, my mother said to me before she died a few months ago that uh, we were driving back from the hospital and uh, she was after undergoing, undergoing some some treatment. Um, and she said, I, I should have had more fun, you know, and that really stuck with me. I don't think I'll never forget that moment in the car. I was driving. She was sitting beside me. My dad was in the back and she said, I should have had more fun. And the mood was melancholy, you know, uh, filled with regret. And um, she passed away a couple of weeks later. And um, although although that was a difficult period, there, there was a benefit in it insofar as that comment, at least there was more going on than that. But that comment is sticking in my head and it makes me it, it makes me understand or helps me understand that doing work, daily work for any other reason, at least first and foremost, that it turns me on uh, is a waste of time. It's got to make me smile or or at least on reflection, make me smile and go, fuck, that was hard. But you know what? It's worth it. And uh, that's what it's about. So thanks for listening to Sunday Letters. This uh, is a re- audio version, re- recorded audio version of the newsletter, Sunday Letters, that goes out every week, every Sunday. This is episode number one. But it's issue number 127, as I said at the top of the show. There'll be one of these every week. And it'll cover material um, that I've written during the week on either my own site or on my Medium page or here on Substack. And uh, I hope you'll stick around. And if you like the show, if you like this material that I'm writing, consider supporting me in my work. It costs a five a month and you can uh, jump in on Substack and become a, a paid supporter. Once a month... If it's a, if if you choose the free option, you get this once a month. If you choose the paid option, you will uh, get it every week. And for the moment, for the next 30 days or so, I'm going to make it all um, freely accessible. So I hope you'll join me next week uh, and we'll go from there. So that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. I've been Larry McGuire and this is Sunday Letters. Take care for now.